0: <laughs> that's
1: a hot start isn't it super hot that's pretty good i uh so we have a couple guests in studio today this is our 50th episode i thought it was it's a good song just for being you know just 50th episodes here we go right we're not on our own, though. But not really, like, yeah. here we, as a team, but, like, still, whatever. So that song, <laughs> that song though, is for uh, one of our guests today. Special NFR guest. Qualifier, 1978, the George Paul Memorial Champion as well, Canadian Champion, Mr. Don Johansson, shoot Boot boss. selling son of a gun. Yeah. Does Don's sh- here with us today. We got, we got a pretty cool show for our 50th episode, but that song's for Don because he That's told his- me about a story. He'll maybe tell us a story on the show, maybe, or not. I don't know what he wants to do. <laughs> But that was a song that uh, the Don when we were uh, in Grand Prairie this summer mm-hmm. when they introduced Don that was his song at the rodeo. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we've got another guest today in studio. Uh, we're at Smithfield Hats. This is the uh, the Smithfield Studios, a beautiful venue in Inglewood in the conference room. We're the having heart like of Calgary. A, we're having like a pretty big uh, big show today. We here. got pizza. In, yeah, we had and beers. Inglewood pizza, Halloween candy. Yeah, all the good stuff. So in the Smithfield Studios, we have got three time Canadian champion. That's uh, the 2011 and 2013 Canadian Pro Rodeo Champion. And what year was it, Chad? That you won the PCB. I don't even know that. That was before my time. 2006. 2006. <laughs> so he's the three-time Canadian Champion, Mr. Chad Bestplug. Calgary President Stampede Champion. And CEO of Alpha Bull, Inc. Yeah. 2012, the 100th... 2012. Calgary Stampede <laughs> Bull Riding Champion, Mr. Chad Bestplug, also in studio today. We're talking the 10 greatest bull riders in canadian history so we have a panel assembled in the smith built a pretty qualified panel yeah yeah so we have we have four canadian titles here in studio today and one cca title that's worth like (laughs) it's like a quarter of a point (laughs) it's something right don has a cca championship too when what year was that don no it was my brother oh sorry i was bruce oh yeah Wacy had his uh, stats. My facts, off. my facts are off. There's gonna be, we're going to throw a lot of facts at you today because we have a whole. We, I've been working on this story about who the greatest bull riders in Canada are for a are, while now. For quite a while, like it's been a couple of years. Like mm-hmm. how long ago did I send you this list the first time, Chad?
2: A long time ago. I feel like this is something that's been battered around in uh, in trucks and locker rooms for decades now. Mm-hmm. Hey, but um, never
1: been officially announced right like nobody's ever given anybody a title saying these are the nope. best guys ever
2: no and quite often i, I feel like quite often when uh, you know when a truckload will will get their uh, consensus together it's more so based off of who they like the most <laughs> not, 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 not necessarily who's actually the best right
1: that's fair and and so this way like we kind of have we this is this wouldn't be a truckload typically i don't think any of us have ever really traveled together besides don and i we do do our sales on the road and Chad, I've traveled with you like I don't think we ever. We went to a couple of rodeos together, like one weekend maybe. We went to a couple ridings. Remember Bonner and uh who's that Texas guy too? We went oh, to. Oh yeah, Jared Craig and Tanner Byrne. That was like yeah. that crew of us. who we went to Abbotsford one time, and I was just videotaping on my phone. But like, and then Wacy, like you and I, came I have back really... from PA once with Chad. With Chad, yeah, I came back from PA with Chad one time. Too. I was with you. Oh, we were all together. together. Oh, same time, and Crystal too, wasn't it? I don't know. Really. No, time? it was. um Scott was with us too. Did I come back with you guys from Vermilion one time? I don't know. I I don't know. But it's fine. But the point is that this is like a few different, a couple different generations of of bull riders from different areas. You know, Chad, you're from Clarisome. Don grew up in Strathmore. I'm from Drayton originally and ways you're from a lot of places in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. We'll just say Saskatchewan. And now living in Calgary. So we all got together here and we're going to kind of converse and talk about who the greatest ever are. So where should we start? What do you guys think? Everybody name our our favorite guy, the best guy on on three.
3: There's a lot of them that are great guys, but, uh, you know, I, I go back just by looking at the Canadian standings and, you know, you've got Wilf Gerlitz with five times Canadian champion from 1948 to 1955, Gid Garstead, five time Canadian champion from 1958 to 1966 and the NFR And Leo Brown, five-time Canadian champion, 1960 to 1968, made the NFR, and also uh, he was the first bull rider to ride all nine bulls at the NFR when it was a nine-header instead of a ten-header. And then you got John Dodds, four-time Canadian champion, 69 to 77, and he made the NFR three times. And you got Brian Claypool, Canadian champion, and I believe Brian made the NFR at least four or five times. And then, I had
1: two that two, I found.
3: Two? Oh, and then he made it two, two times? I had two
1: for Brian when I, yeah. when I looked it up. I could be wrong, but
3: I... Yeah. No, you, it could be right there because I didn't really look that up. I just remember Brian riding at the NFR. Rob Bell, three-time Canadian champion, NFR. Greg Slosher, three-time Canadian champion. And the funny part about all those guys, when you put it together... Their careers are all seven or eight years. One guy was seven, and one, and the rest were all in eight years. They and was it.
1: that was that their entire career, or was that when no, they won their they, titles? Th- that's
3: when they won their titles.
1: Between seven and eight years.
3: Yeah, one guy won it in seven years. That would have been Wolf Gerlitz. The rest all won it in eight years. Oh, wow. Well, then... So it was something sort of interesting. And Chad, you won the Canadian three times?
2: Yeah, so I did well. Not in uh, in the CPRA. I won the PCB. So the oh. the PCB when I won that, uh, the year after actually it turned into PBR Canada. That it was 05 the- You won it then.
1: Because PBR I, I, Canada was 06 when Schiffner won it, that was his first yeah, title yeah, that he Yeah, you're won. probably right.
2: Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, I believe it was Nate Nate Roy that won the first PBR Canada title. Or no, it was Schiffner. Was it Shiftner Was 06, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That history, I don't know that. Matt well, Roy but, won the. But, PCB but it was essentially was the same. Uh, well, it was the exact same events that eventually transferred over. So that year, I I always go back to those. Uh, and I was still I was proud of that title because the two guys I beat were Kelly Armstrong and Justin Bolts, who were. Those guys were uh, were some of the best, uh, Good best guys as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we were talking earlier, though another guy we got to throw into that group of uh, Canadian championships with more than two or is uh, Aaron Roy that won three three
1: PBR, PBR Canada. Canada titles? Yes. Well, and, and a couple guys, ever. a couple guys that we haven't even mentioned yet are, are guys like Cody Snyder. He's a world champion. He won, yep. and he has has one Canadian title. Yeah. And whereas a guy like Daryl Mills has has two Canadian titles but won the world mm-hmm. in 94 and was the reserve world champion in 93 by only 95 bucks. Ooh, yeah. And right. Yeah. So he lost it in 93. I got I'd have to look back at who won it in 93, but he only lost by 90, 93 bucks. I think it was Ty Murray that year. Uh, no, Jerome Davis.
2: 93 Jerome was
1: Davis. Jerome Davis. Okay. No, no, yeah. You, I think you, it was like Ty. I right. think like it was. Wasn't Jerome Davis 96. Yeah. yeah. You might be right. Here are. I'm, I've got it right really close here. I've got the it's PRCA media guide because I was looking up some of these stats back then. Bull riding, yeah. Ty Murray, Ty Murray yeah. yep. One hundred twenty-four thousand six hundred fifty-nine dollars. Daryl Mills, one twenty-four five sixty-four. Yeah. So it was ninety-five bucks. Anyone? The average that same year, which, which, so Chad. One thing we talked about uh, a, a couple, like probably at least a year ago, when I was first building this list, is we were gonna, we we're going to make a point system on what all the different titles were worth and what the qualifications were worth. Don, we can hear you counting on your mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's just got, getting these stats he's right, about to, He's about to take don't his, his boots off. To Get t- you, you need your toes?
3: I'm doing to, inventory here. Doing
1: inventory? It's got, a, it's got a switch, just so you know. <laughs> just giving you a hard time. But uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so on that. The next commission check is going to be light. <laughs> oh, Real light. A oh, couple oh, points oh, off. Oh, geez. So, so we're going on this, on this uh, uh, breakdown of the titles. And I, I had made this. I've totally made it up. But I said world titles are worth 100 points. I had the NFR average titles or a season leader worth 40 points. I had an NFR qualification at 20 points. You getting it all, Don? Yeah. And then we got uh, a PBR (laughs) World Finals qualification at 10 points. This is where it gets a little bit tough here. And then a Canadian title at 10. So I don't know if maybe a World Finals qualification should be worth more or making an NFR should be worth more.
2: I think think it depends on when that qualification came in. Yeah, it's going to start getting a little tricky, right? Yeah. Cause like I would say nowadays, uh, you know, for like a Tanner Byrne and a Pazabon, those guys qualifying for national finals or even just winning a, a major. Yeah. Like that major has to be worth something too. Cause I think to even get to where, uh, man, that's, it's so difficult to win one of those events. It's, Winning one of those events is almost like winning the Calgary Stampede. There, somebody's doing that every weekend, almost, right? The and it pays was. thirty thousand dollars,
1: right? Yeah. Like that's one of the biggest victories in the whole sport to, yeah. to have a, a victory for thirty thousand yeah. bucks. Well, in the majors, well, how the many majors times, pay more than the Stampede? Yeah, they do. Yeah, are yeah, right. And it's yeah. U.S. dollars as well. Yeah. So that's a good call. I never thought about that either. When you, when you look at like, those last Cowboy Standing formats, like they get on like six, six or seven, seven bulls in a night. That's a Calgary in, it, in two yeah, days, literally. Basically. Yeah condensed yeah that, and,
3: and that's when the Winston tour when they used to have that down there I remember that the bull riders they had the same sort of floor mat that uh they get on two bowls and then you had to go on the short goal and you get on four to five bowls a day and the guy just said no more holy yeah so well, that and, was tough in the winston tour
1: and speaking of those of those checks uh the biggest Correct me if I'm wrong, Don, but one of the biggest checks you ever won in your career was at the George Paul, the buckle you still wear at today. That was in 1978, and you won more there than you won at the NFR that year?
3: Yes, 79. 79. At the NFR that year. Uh, I went in in 15th, ended up at 7th, and I won, I think it was $5,800. At the NFR? Yeah. In and I split around second. Yeah, I won Pendleton in 78, and it paid $1,850. Dang.
1: And so, today's money, that was like that would be still worth, would it be worth like, would it be comparative to 10 grand today? Or what would that, how oh. would that compare? It, it'd yeah. be similar than, yeah.
2: to what it, to what it pays now if you're...
3: Yeah, it'd be it. similar because a lot of stuff like vehicles, I bought a brand new cargo van for, for $6,800 Yeah. and customized it. And what it. year was that? That would have been in 77. Uh, Brian Claypool told me to do that. He 77. says, that's how he meet the cowboys. And it worked good because... They all travel with you. Uh, they all, I had, I'd roll into a rodeo and I had Bruce Ford traveling with me or oh, wow. all the big names and they'd introduce you to the judges. So they, they always thought, well, if you know these guys, you've got to be a pretty good hand. Huh. That was Brian's idea. <laughs> always have a new, nice vehicle when you first crack out.
1: <laughs> and he, and like we talked about, I, I had two NFRs for Brian, but then again with him, what age was he when when they all passed away in the plane crash? Like he was, that was the middle of their career, wasn't it? Yes.
3: Oh yeah. You know Gary Logan. When you know all of them, but Brian was in still in his prime. The year he didn't make the Canadian finals and uh, the NFR is because he broke uh, one of his fingers in his right hand. Took the cast off too early, and he just couldn't keep his hand closed in the rope.
1: Oh wow! And that was he would have been. What age would he be in, 25 when that happened, 26? No, Brian seven? was a
3: little older. He'd be about 28, I believe, right in there. Yeah. Really?
1: But yeah. you won, when did you win your second Canadian title, Chad? You would have been probably 26 or 7 at the time uh, in 2013?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd have been, uh, yeah, 28. 28? 28. 28. Uh, well, second Canadian or CPRA title, yeah, it was yeah. 28. So 26 hmm. on the first one there and then 28 second time.
1: Hmm. So he could have had a couple more NFRs in him? Like he... Oh. he He's a guy who passed away in the middle of in the middle of it. Right? Yeah, he did. Those yeah. and those are a few guys that we have to give an honorable mention to at, mm-hmm. at this. Um, Brian would have been could have been a guy to finish in our top ten. Um, another one would have been Ty Posbon. He could have easily been in our been in this top ten list. I think he you know yeah. passed away at 20, 20 27. 27
2: right? 20. Was it
1: twenty seven? No, it would be twenty six. Twenty year older than I am. You're older than you are. Yeah, I turned 27 this year, so 25 would have been right then. Yeah, we should get our numbers
2: down better before we. <laughs> <do
1: this. laughs> yeah, there's a lot of numbers to think of though. Well, too many numbers. So Ty was another one. Glenn Keeley went down in the absolute yep. prime of his career. Somebody else that you know could have been on the list if they would have had a full career.
2: So, uh, so you know what's crazy about that though is uh, Daryl Mills. I believe he was 23 when he retired. His goal, was 23 it, years old, he was. His goal with it riding bulls was to win a world title. And when he he never got on another bull after he won it.
0: No
1: way.
2: No. I believe it was 23, but we could. Uh, We're gonna we call talk to him later and yeah. ask him. Yeah. So with I didn't know he'd won two as well. So that's gotta put two him, Canadian titles. That's gotta yeah. put him over over Cody right there. So yeah. what can we say how many does we, Cody have? Does he have? Any? I believe just, just one. one? Yeah. But Cody, Cody has some other cool Canadian stuff. Title. Like Cody has the highest four times at the NFR ride in Canada. Um, what about stampede titles? Do uh do we know what what if either Ooh. of those have any of those? Hold on, let me do some research.
1: You guys go ahead for a while. I'm gonna get these numbers down. You're really putting us on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then how do you like so when you break down the like generational-wise, like how do you compare like our like some more our generation to the past generations? Like, where do you draw comparison that way? Because like we talked earlier, like the bulls are so much different. Mm-hmm. And like it's, yeah, yeah. In,
3: in my way of looking at it, you know, back when we rode, we had rank bulls, you know, just N bad bulls, you know, 15 X jaws, broke 11 guys' jaws, you know what I mean? Uh, but we just didn't have as many of them. Where nowadays, you get guys, when you walk into that arena when you're a bull rider, nine times out of 10, you've got that rank one. Like, you know, Vold always had two rank ones. You know, every contractor had two, you know, one or two, you know. And, uh, or three or four, you know, Stan, uh, Vern Franklin, he had a good pen back in, in those days, you know, with Gringo, Fort Worth, Tall Texan, you know, there was a few, but there just wasn't as many of them. And then it dropped down quite a bit. Then you were getting on a bowl. It was probably a 19 bowl. So if anybody fell off those two rank ones, then you could win it easy peasy on a nice 19 pointer. Yeah. 19, 20 pointer. That's the difference that I see that. But uh, like being a bull rider today, when you walk in there, that arena, your chances are you're getting on a rank son of a gun.
1: <laughs> Especially at the highest level. Yeah. You're getting on those 22, 23-point bulls like week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And,
2: and probably maybe a good way for us to think about it too is like who at that time was dominating the sport, right? Like with Donny Gay, with his string of world titles, With uh, there wasn't a PBR. It was just, it was just that... Uh, the PRCA that all the best guys were riding in and he, the guy dominated uh, that whole time, man. It's like, it's tough to compare anybody to that. But then if you take a Justin McBride who won the world two or three times who man, he rode, uh, rode bulls like, uh, like Donnie's 95 point ride at the NFR. He rode bulls like that every weekend. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if we're, if we're looking at domination within your era, Mm. man, it's like, there's some of these guys that really stand out. Yeah.
1: So I don't have a, I'm looking at the Canadian or the Calgary Stampede past champions, and neither Cody Snyder or Daryl Mills won in Calgary, in the bull riding. I didn't look at the steer riding, but that shouldn't really count on no, what we're doing. No. So, no. so neither have a Calgary Stampede title. So I think I think based on just what's going on here, we can name Daryl number one. We can we can all agree that Daryl would be the best if he retired in his prime at 23 years old. He's got a accomplishment base, like accomplishment yeah. base yeah. still. But did he ride the Rankis bulls? Like, can we say? I mean, how do we how do we say this otherwise? How do we name it? But how do we dispute that he's not number one?
3: How many times did Daryl go to the PBR finals?
1: Uh, the too, PBR, he, he I don't think I don't know if he did go because he was a founding member of the PBR, and I don't have the record that far back. We'd have to ask okay. him because I think the
2: the world finals the first year they had it was
1: '93, I believe. Yeah. 90, okay. Yeah, Ninety-four. Yeah. So we'd have to we'll and have that's to when ask. Retired him. in '93, yeah. right? I think we better just, should we just call him up right now? First. But do guess. We, Or do we, we we don't want to name him, name him number one yet, or do we,
2: we got to hear Cody's rebuttal. Yeah, I believe.
1: Okay. So should we call, should we call Daryl first or call him next? Let's call Mm -hmm. Cody or Daryl first. Call Daryl first. So, so we're not going to say he's the best, but we're going to get some more info. Then we'll maybe call him back. And if we decide he's number one, we got to congratulate him. Don't we? Like that should be the (laughs) deal. Right. So when does, when does a guy like Dakota Butter come into this conversation? I think that we have to have that and like maybe the hundredth episode because he's yeah. got two Canadian titles. He's been the PBR finals going to be for the th- going to be four times. Time now. So if we go on this this base, he's got forty points in World Finals by the end of this year, and he'll have another twenty. So he's got sixty points. And based on my list here, number ten is still tenth uh, place is already eighty points. Okay, based wondering. on what I yeah, no, what I, I built right. here, so he wouldn't have qualified yet. No, See, makes
2: and sense and maybe a cool conversation to have too like is we should define what best is right so accomplishment wise that's what we're doing right now mm-hmm. but then yeah. we also could have the conversation over you know if we put if we're taking this group of 20 or 30 of uh, the the rankest guys we can think of and putting them head to head for 10 days in a row mm-hmm. like who's actually Go going in. to come out on top in but, that situation right where dakota then that's where a situation where dakota is like man that's like a number 1 or 2 yeah, guy right yeah
1: like, part of part of why i think one of the reasons why I have I have Daryl ranked so high is because, you know, in in 93, he, he lost by $95 to Ty Murray. He rode against Jim Sharp. Like, we're talking some of those yeah. guys. Like, Ty might not be one of the best bull riders ever. He's one of the best all-around cowboys ever. But, like, Jim Sharp's one of the best bull riders to ever walk the face yeah. of the planet. And Daryl Mills beat him for the world title in 1994. So, how do we... Like, how do you dispute that that way? I think... Who did, like, so who did Cody beat when he won the world? Did he beat Donny Don- Gay? Beat Donnie Gay, yeah.
2: Because right? he won it in 83. Donny Gay won yeah. another one in 84. Right? Yeah. So that's impressive too, It's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't see many videos of Cody riding. Um,
1: I didn't But I, I did see a bunch of Daryl. Daryl was rank you, you as shit. Yeah, he was good, yeah. So 94, Daryl beat uh, Scott Mendez was second place. Jerome Davis was third. Clint Bronger was fourth. Adriano Marias was fifth. Ted News was sixth. Ty Murray's 8th. Owen Washburn's ninth, Scott Bredding is 10th. That's a pretty stacked list. Yeah. It's like murderers the <laughs> yeah. over That's bowl riders. That's a pretty riders. stacked list. Right? And Let's then 90, see, if we, see if we can find Cody's. Yeah, I'll just zip back up here. This is on the PRCA Media Guide. So we're at 88. So there's it's going to be, be tough. Edeman, Jim Sharp mm. in there. Too. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be 84. Okay, here Maybe. we are at 83. So Cody Snyder, number one, he won it with 73000 bucks. Seventy-three. 772. Lonnie Wyatt was second with seventy two thousand two ninety one. Number three is Bobby Del Vecchio. Number four is Ricky Lindsay Jr. Five is John Davis. Six Charlie Sampson. Seven Marty Stainer. Then you got Ted Noose, Wacy Cathy, Dan Lowry, Dale Johansson, your brother, Don. So that's yeah. who Cody beat that year. So it wasn't Don. It wasn't it wasn't Donnie Gay. He must have got he must have got hurt that year.
2: Donnie Gay uh, was
1: uh
2: Donnie would be done by then. Really? Like he won, he he did win one after that. Yeah, he won in '84. Must have been hurt though.
1: And then Cody finished uh, sixth in 1984. So, and Tough Hiedemann finished tenth in 1984. A couple more stats there. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like I still think I think you got to go with Daryl because he won the average the year before, '93, too. Mm -hmm. And this we're talking like if you said he retired at 23, how do you how do you dispute that he's not number one? I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, isn't there? <clears throat> we should ask Daryl when we talk to him too. But I don't want to get this wrong. But I believe there's like a story where he, uh, either that year or the year before, he broke his riding hand and taught himself to ride with his other hand for really? a portion of the year. We got. to I don't want to get that wrong, so we better ask. Let's him Let's just call about him that. right now. We better just do uh, this yeah. off the bat.
1: I had mentioned to it or, to him earlier that we would be giving him a, giving him a shout. So just
2: ask him about his riding hand? Is something? I know something <laughs> happened with that. He's yeah. told us some stories.
0: Little
1: here. Okay, here we go. Will he answer? Yeah. Hello. Daryl. Yeah. Hey, it's Ted Stoven calling you back. How are
4: you? I am very well, thank you.
1: Can you hear me all right? We're just, uh, we're here at the hat shop. We got Chad and Don and Wacy and a few people all listening in. So I've got you through yeah, a speaker. No, I just want you can hear us all right. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. So, uh, we're building this list of the 10 greatest bull riders ever from Canada, and right now we're trying to decide if you're number one. (laughs) We need your sales pitch now. Yeah. So, Chad... Sorry, go ahead, Daryl.
4: If you were going on uh, years of competition and number of rides, I probably wouldn't stand a chance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But based on titles, you're really hard to put... Anywhere but number one from what we've decided. With the world title in 94 and finishing second by only 95 bucks to Ty Murray in 1993 and winning the average in 93, two Canadian titles, three times the NFR, PBR Ring of Honor member. We, uh, and and Chad, Chad was telling us that you retired when you were like 23 years old. Is that correct? Or when did you, when did you uh, finish your career?
4: I'd have to do the math. I think I was 23 or 24, yes. Born in 68.
1: Sixty-eight to ninety-three, so maybe twenty. Some math on that? Is that twenty-five? I'm not an, an math guy. <laughs> my boots Eight off? to three sounds like twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. That, but still <laughs> okay. T- or twenty, maybe twenty-four in a bit. I, I'm twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-four. Depending so twenty-four years team. old. Chad, you you won your set or your third Canadian title based on with including the PCB when you were twenty-eight. So yeah. imagine two years before you were twenty-six, you would have had one. And and going to the NFR was never something you did. You went to the PBR World Finals. I mean, Cody. What do you? How?
2: Not many people. Not many people get to uh, like uh, to win a world title before you're 25. I would think is extremely rare. Totally agree. Yeah. It. I would. I would assume if there were to keep competing, there'd be there'd be a lot more there. And the thing is, it doesn't even matter because it still is what he's accomplished in that short period is still beyond what Mm -hmm. we've seen anywhere
3: else. Mm -hmm. I bet if we look back at the age. I bet you the average age of the Canadian champions that have won it have been in twenty five to twenty six
1: mm-hmm. yeah. probably more yeah. guys
3: have hit their prime in twenty five to twenty six and yeah. Daryl won it before he before yeah. that
1: age and then quit so daryl so what that was p- part of what you wanted to do is win a world title and then and then retire is that that's what you want to do that's what you did and 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 but I, I got to ask why 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 didn't you pursue more i I'm curious <laughs>
4: well it was it I wanted to see how far.
1: We uh we can't hear you super good, Daryl. Are you out doing chores or gathering right now, or what's what's happening? The phone service just kind I'm of in, cut out a bit.
4: Just don't have real good. I go into a different room.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in Pink Mountain still still in the bush in Pink
4: Mountain.
1: <laughs> There's um, only one bar service north of Red Deer. <laughs> are you still there?
4: Yeah, I'm still here. Okay.
1: I don't know what the hell's going on here. This phone's being a piece of crap today, apparently. But uh, But
4: my service isn't very
1: Okay. That's crappy that it was working a while ago. Yeah, I don't know what to do here, Daryl. We uh, appreciate the time on this, though. We'll have to uh, try again another time. Maybe we can get you on a landline or maybe from Arizona or something. or Maybe when you're in town, I guess, or something, too. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I can do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. We'll uh, we'll make another plan on that. But thanks for doing this.
4: Yeah, I think you guys.
1: No worries. Appreciate your time. Thanks a lot.
4: Yeah, thanks, Ted.
1: Okay, we'll talk again soon.
4: You bet. Bye.
2: Does Daryl get points deducted for having for a sh- bad service? <laughs> <laughs> Especially
1: for so. 2019, you could deduct it. But I mean, Pink Mountain. Where <laughs> that? Where is that? Even like, I don't even Nunavut. It. It's like two hours <laughs> north of Fort Saint John. It's two hours north of Fort Saint yeah, John. There's so. no way there's service up there yeah did you have better service, Don? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, I was going to you try yours and try my phone. Yeah, it can't, it can't be from your end though. I don't think so. But no. b- but I don't have full bars here. That's what I was saying. Like it might actually. Be, but if you're still on the LTE. You should be getting through good. Don or Brian was saying that the the service can be crappy in the building. Actually, like yeah, I only got two bars. You've only got two bars. Yeah, Smithfield's yeah. fault. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I only well, got two bars too. Yeah. So I guess we're just not going to make any more phone calls tonight. Maybe we'll we call Cody. Keep it in here. See, we got him. We got a already? service in Medicine Hat. Does, in does, live, does, he does he live in Calgary? I don't know where he lives. Okotoks.
2: Tell yeah. Cody if he drives in here to do the interview. He wins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He'll be right in his truck. Everybody
3: between Okotoks and here, heads up. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so how do we how do we dispute that though? Like Daryl, like he retired when he's twenty four years old, and he is a world champion, and he had to extend it a year. Like he. Obviously, it doesn't sound like he wanted to ride bulls that bad, anyways. Really, to retire at that point, or was it just?
3: Well, what do you think? I, you know, well, I think Darrell uh, had the ranch up there, his godf- grandfather's ranch and stuff. Yeah, and everything. And there, it's it's a time in life where he's got to make that decision if he d- takes it over or whatever. Oh, okay. And that might add a part of it, and and so there's usually something else, you know, that comes yeah, along. Yeah, really. And I know my brother Dale. He he quit early. Uh, two, because of the fact that uh, he had that chance to buy that business. He had to either buy it or lose it. And really? Yeah. So he and he, he's, he I have, earlier.
1: I have him really high up on my list. I have him tied points-wise. I have him tied, uh, or I have him one behind right here. I have him number six right now, Dale, with four, four NFRs. He and Cody have qualified for the NFR more than any other Canadian bull riders. They both have those four qualifications. Dale also won Calgary twice, and he has two Canadian champions canadian championships so technically i have, have him in based on my point structure at 100 points for for six the sixth best ever from canada that's that's what i have i don't know mm-hmm. we've got to maybe go back through our list here some more but that's mm-hmm. uh there's a ton a lot of, to talk about here we've already got a half an hour <laughs> yeah. when, it, when it comes to calgary is it different back when it was like an open like anybody could enter to an hour it's an invitational does that add? add or subtract any value. You had to beat more guys then probably. You don't f- only had to beat 19
2: other guys oh, yeah. right now. I, I would say, in my opinion, it's way harder now though because back then, in my opinion, there's still like the, those top few that are going to win everything. Where the way it is now, you're they're pulling guys from the PRCA, pulling guys from the PBR, pulling the best. You're only riding against the best guys now. Where before it could be you could be riding against just some just kind of circuit riders. What do
1: right? you think, Don? You had something to say there.
3: Well, you know what? When I look back at it, and you look at the final four guys that were riding for the, the fifty thousand, if you look at all the names in there. Yeah. They're just like the names of the NFR or the PBR or it's whatever. The same it, as now. It was the best guys. The sure, there might have been a lot of guys in there during the start of the week. Yeah. But they got weighted out. But when it come down to the final four, there's maybe one person did get in. You know, but lucky, it's still but, the top guys. Yeah, that's yeah. still it's still uh, most of the top guys. But with the PBR and and uh and the PRC right now, you're you're getting all the top guys, but back then all the top guys were in the PRCA or the CPRA. Yeah, so it's really. similar. Yeah. It really
1: shouldn't be much different. Yeah. Okay. You know. So so, so going from there, like, I, do you guys agree? Do is it Daryl? Like, how do how do we dispute that? I think that it, I think that it is Daryl. Yeah. For
2: yeah, it one. seems that way. I mean, if we're here's the other thing I guess that we can consider too is like, is is a man's like influence on the sport? Which, if you consider that, then you also have to consider like what Cody's done. For uh, you know, bull riding uh, gaining its independence in Canada with Cody Snyder's bull bustings, all that. Yeah, now, I know that has nothing to do with the actual riding, but yeah, definitely yeah. has something to do with uh, with that the the name or the man behind that,
1: right? Well, I agree, and that brings up another point where with another guy we were going to bring here tonight is Scott Schiffner. How do you leave yeah. him out on a on a question of the greatest bull riders ever from Canada? Where I he has four world PBR World Finals qualifications, so I give him forty points there. But are those are those actual qualifications or is that qualifying See, high in Canada? And I don't know that. We'd have to qu- confirm on that because otherwise he has 20 points for two Canadian titles, one PBR Canadian title, so he's got he's got 30 points there basically and then 17 CFRs, but how do you yeah. I didn't even get into the CFRs because I had it all I had it all mapped out otherwise but how do you leave him out of that that's an insane accomplishment 17 right that's worth something you had 10 and he beat your record right Don you had 9 and he has 17 almost double
2: I know and that's that's to right? me is worth something there too. Yeah, he's but Cal how Rip- do you rank it? He's Cal Ripken in Canada. Yeah, certainly. for sure. That's going to be tough oh, to beat. Like yeah.
1: seventeen, geez, that
2: will happen. Will it ever? Uh, yeah, no, no, it won't happen at all. I don't no, think. There's No way. But, no,
3: I. But I totally agree. But with, that. with
1: with Scott too, he he never made the NFR either. So is that something? He's the one of the greatest ever in Canada, but is he the greatest ever in the greatest Canadian ever in the world? Yeah, that's that's, that's where, more what we're. That's more what, it, what the list we're building here today. And that's yeah. where I'd
2: put Scott. I'd put Scott into kind of that group with, uh, you know, a bunch of these guys that have accomplished a lot in Canada, but not so much on a on the a world stage. stage, right? Where accomplishing something on a world stage is like, is so Another much... Level so much different it's it's the cfl to the nfl right mm-hmm. uh that's where, the, why you know an nfr qualification a world finals qualification is so huge yeah. but on top of that when you add on uh an aggregate winning the average at the nfr or uh winning a world title it's like man that's it's so much bigger that's where like with the point system i almost think you know in my own mind it's tough to even you know if, if we're saying a canadian championship is worth 20 points it's like in my opinion, a world champion's worth like 800. You know, it's yeah, it's, yeah really. It's not it's, wrong, yeah. That's why I have it
1: as well. NFR
3: average is to me is worth as much as a world champion. Just about. It's you very know. difficult, right? Yeah, it's, it's you know, I mean, 10, when you're there for ten, 10, 10 days, nights, yeah. every time you walk in that building, you know, you're getting on. And there's and there's reduced. two
1: Canadians to ever ever yep. do that, and that was Daryl and it was Leo Brown. Yeah. And I and I so with this list I have on the points because yeah. I was trying to what I was trying to do with it and with as as a journalist I was trying to make it as a as a objective thing where I'm not putting any personal bias into it. I'm just saying these are the titles they won. This is the easy, like the best way that I can do it to where everyone has a fair shot to be, to be in their s- certain spots. But this is, it's not me saying this guy did anything because Cody's done incredible things for the sport in Canada. How do we measure that? How do we rank, how do we rank him yeah. further ahead of yeah. Daryl yeah. as a bull rider when Daryl yeah. w- retired at 24 years old? Yeah. I think How you're right. I that? think we take that right out of it. Yeah. I think we take 20. I, yeah, it's got I be would love to. That's got to be riding. You can't, you can't quantify yeah. that. Yeah. stuff. So, not even to get either. off topic,
2: but another guy we got to mention to, um, Wade Joyle. So yeah. I think he's won two. Has he won two? One
1: I've or got or Wade's, Wade's Wade. won
3: two, and he's been to the NFR. And yeah. he was
1: and the, he's the season leader. Season leader in the PRCA. So that might be one of the only Canadians to. 97 NFR. He was the only one I have as being the leader. World finals. He's made the world finals before as well. Yeah, world finals. Yeah. I have him at number seven on my list here. Yeah. He's uh, ahead of John Dodds. And I, one one other thing to mention about John Dodds, Don, that you had talked about how in, in in the seven years he won his his Canadian titles, in all those seven years he finished he finished in the top seven in Canada. Seven years in a row, he was finished top seven in Canada. I thought that was a cool stat to add yeah. to those those titles as well. And he made the NFR three times, which is the second highest amount of anyone from Canada.
3: Yeah. And just going into that, uh, of all the guys I've ever watched rodeo, and, and, and you know I haven't been around all these people with all a lot of the young guys, but being around it over the years, John Dodds, Jordy Thompson, Glenn Keeley could spur a bull better than yeah nobody. You so know what I mean? on like, another, they could spur bulls.
1: On that other sidebar, there we have uh, we have the best spur rides. That was something we wanted to talk about. So. You mentioned that, but so are those the top three guys? Can we, we can probably all agree on what, that? How, how would you, so like a lot of, we, probably, I never saw
2: John Dodds ride, so yeah, I didn't I'm either. No, yeah. like how yeah. would you compare him to a Glenn Keeley? Because we, we've we seen Glenn spur. Yeah.
3: Balls. Glenn was a little wilder. Jordy was wilder. Like his hand, his foot would be right up, you know, about his yeah. elbow or whatever. John could spur him straight up and come down. I saw him bend a spur on a bull at, uh, at uh, down at Lewiston or Ellensburg, one of them rodeos down there. That's and John then, or, or John, John, and then he got on uh, Black Six of Steiners. I wasn't there, bucking bowl of the year. I think he was bucking bowl of the year twice, and nobody ever hardly rode him. And John, he spurred the hair off him in oh, the rodeo down there, like he, he could spur bulls, but uh, huh. but well, and you, you
1: said Jordy, you were telling us some stories about Jordy before we started recording, but he like he could have been even better than. Oh, two, but Jord- it was a little bit crazy at the yeah. same time.
3: Like I rodeoed, uh, Jordy just some breaks there, and he liked the fun life instead of the serious <laughs> life. But, you know, he could ride bulls. Jordy was yeah. absolutely one of the most talented uh, cowboys. Like uh, like I've always said, Jerome Robinson said that he should actually should have been the all-around champion of the world. Jordy. Jordy should have been for two years there during the era of Tom Ferguson. Oh, Really? Because Jordy had, he could ride Bronx and bareback horses. Like he entered Williams Lake just out of the blue and he wins the bareback riding at 84 points or whatever. And then he'd win the Bronx riding somewhere. And like he, he, uh, he had fun, Hmm. but it cost him
1: a little. (laughs) Well, you said, you said that you left him like a few different times in different places. Uh,
3: Jordy added, he'd wander at nights. (laughs) 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 We'd leave in the morning and we'd take his clothes bag and his rigging bag and We'd drive two, three hundred miles and we'd show up at the rodeo and halfway through the rodeo, Jordy would show up, he'd catch a ride <laughs> from
1: somebody, but huh. yeah. And we can't even compare anyone on spur rides in recent years at this level. Yeah. Cause, it no, doesn't, it just hasn't no, happened. No,
3: you don't, there's not many Tweedledees out there.
2: I yeah. wouldn't, well, one guy, I wouldn't put him into the category with these guys, but Tanner Gerlitz, when he was like 17 years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could yeah. he could do it, it, uh. Like at, like we were talking about uh we used to spurballs when they when we were in high school, and they didn't buck very hard, yeah, but Tanner actually when we first turned pro, he really could do it, but then I think they just started bucking harder, and eventually we just tried staying on, but yeah. Yeah, I've seen him do some crazy things as well, but <laughs> well, it, even from, not on Bird. that level. For the, the crazy thing yeah. with like Glenn, Glenn did that from the time he was probably 11 till he yeah. uh, till he didn't ride anymore, right? Like he yeah. was still doing that when he was 29. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a, that's an impressive thing. Yeah. And it
3: bucked him off a few bulls because of yeah. it too. Yeah, definitely.
2: But, I feel like, and I guess you would know those other two. But I know with Glenn, it was almost, it almost became like part of his persona where it's like, if he could do it, yeah. then he had to do it. Even yeah. if it, uh, even if it was like you say, it was going to cost him something, yeah. it was like, I can do this, I'm going to do it.
3: And that was Jordy's attitude, same thing. Yeah.
2: Which is cool. Like it's yeah, such a, I mean,
3: he'd kick a foot. It'd yeah. be just, if there was just a little chance to kick it, yeah. Jordy, would, he wouldn't just do it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was up by his ears. And, and they almost down.
2: did it to a degree where it wasn't necessarily even to get more points. It was almost like to sh- show the guys on the back of the shoots, like, Chutes, hey guys, yeah. I can do this, right? Yeah. You guys can't do this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so moving forward, here we've got so we've got Dale number one. I think we yeah. we can all agree on that. Number two has got to be Cody. He's the only other Canadian to win a world ta- world world title. Should we try getting him on the phone too to break the news, or is he gonna be mad? I'd,
2: I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear what he has to say about that.
1: Okay. So well, hopefully the phone service has Wait, improved. We should
2: maybe plan this though. Should we tell him like we've decided he's number two first? The <laughs> first thing. The first thing you say to him. <laughs>
3: Actually, Chad, you tell him he's 11th. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. Okay. laughs>
1: we thought we thought he'd come in higher. than that. Yeah. So uh, we crunched the numbers and you're just, just outside the top 10. We're going to put him in He <laughs> Just here. missed it. So he knows uh, you talked to him a little bit earlier, Chad. So we're going to call him off my phone. We'll all try. I
2: didn't say now. anything. I didn't say anything to him though. I just said, hey, we're debating who, who the best uh, Canadian
1: ever is. We'll see if he answer my phone call. He's been, he stu- you've been stewing for the last hour. Do you think he has a landline? I wonder if it's our phone that's crappy though. He's he in his 50s, so we might. Are you going to put on Black Betty? Good chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is that the ringback jack? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. It's the whole music? <laughs> we'll see. Here we go. We're going to try and call Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Classic ringback tone. (laughs) Hello. Hey, it's uh, Ted Stoven calling. How are you tonight? Good. How you doing? Good. Chad just texted you there a bit ago. We were uh, we're recording this podcast and we're talking about the ten greatest bull riders ever from Canada, the top ten. And we're uh, Mm -hmm. calling a few different guys and wanted to visit with you a bit about visit with you about it a bit. Sure. On our list so far, Cody, we kind of made a made a list based on based on uh, who uh, who our top guys are based on titles and whatnot. So far, we're kind of trying to make it objective on on what was won and not. We're trying we're trying to make it that way. And we uh, we've got so far we've got Daryl Daryl Mills first, and we're trying to figure out uh, the rest of the list right now. We got you ranked number two right now. I wanted to see what you thought about that though and uh, and 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 just if you you know we're trying to we're trying to dispute dispute everything and see if, if maybe you should be number one
5: are we talking now
1: yeah we're talking now yeah
5: okay yeah no you know i mean there's i mean you, you can i guess you can flip coins and some things i mean i i don't know i i i I've, i had some some great years you know and I don't think there's ever been anybody that else besides me that I can remember that was ever in the lead for the world. And for most of the whole year, um, you know, most guys who went to the finals, I don't even know where Daryl went in there when he won the world. I, I don't think he was, I think he was quite a from first. He won a whole pile at the NFR, you know, I mean, so, you know, I, I take, there, there's a lot of things with that that I take into account. I mean, I, you know, I had some, I, had, I went into I went into the NFR in '87 in fourth as well. So I mean, you know, I, I was at I was near the top for a whole year a couple of times.
1: Well, and you and you won uh, you made four NFRs, which is also the most that any out of any Canadian you and Dale Johansson Don, and Don Johansson's with us here today as well. But you two have the most of anyone with qualifying for the NFR. But one thing we had on Daryl was that he won the NFR average title, which we gave him points for on that. And he also uh, has two Canadian titles, but and he also did, uh, retired at the you know at what could say is the peak of his career. He was only 24, 25 years old when he retired.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many more titles could he maybe have won? We, is what one another thought the, thing we thought and of, and that's
2: that's one thing we didn't talk about with Cody though, uh, which we got to point out is Cody also had a career ending or injury, with early. wrist injury, correct? Yeah, and you were how old were you? Were you twenty five or twenty six, Cody? When I broke my wrist. Yeah, like um, when that, because that, that's basically what ended your career, Yeah, right? like that
5: was 20, I was 24. That was 1987. So I was 24, 25, that, that thing. I mean, it, you know, that, I, I mean, I don't even want to go into that. What that cost me, but it, it was what it was. But yeah, there it there is, you know, I mean, I, I, but I didn't quit going either. I mean, I kept on going, you know, but it was just, uh, it, it was a pretty tough injury to ride with
2: that was that was the factor though that uh, that slowed things down for sure
5: well yeah you know i i, I still i end up in with a busted wrist i ran up in the top 20 a couple of times after that i mean i still got close but i just it was just a, it was just a bad injury that i couldn't <laughs> couldn't stay i lost all my consistency you know that was the toughest part of it
2: yeah, and another, I guess another another one of Cody's uh, pro like pros, if we're doing pros and cons here, is is uh, his uh, ninety five point ride, which still is the the highest scored ride in in Canada in Canadian ever, history eh? ever. Yeah,
5: yeah, you know, and I'll tell you that another thing that I've added up here several years ago, I was I was ninety plus eighteen times in my hmm. career, so, and there there was you know half or more more of those was in the U.S. too, so you know. I, I mean, I was, I was a lot of points a lot of times. I mean, so, that, that was the thing. I mean, you know, riding riding bulls and riding rank bulls, and that was that was what some of us could do. And you know, like Dale rode Dale rode rank bulls all the time. Dan Lowry, um, you know, there's 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 some guys that could ride bulls. That, and you know, it's it's and riding them when it counted was that that's a, that's the main thing. And I'll tell you, Darryl Mills could ride. And, you know, I mean, that that guy was ultra sticky. And I'd like to have seen him stay around a lot more. He probably, I'm sure he could have won a lot more, I would think. But, um, you know, that was what he chose. And that that was that he chose to step away from it.
2: What, uh, Donnie would be the only guy that was around at this time. Did you see Cody's 95-point ride at the Canadian, was it? That was at the Canadian Finals. Yeah, it was great. Confusion. confusion. Yeah, Yeah, it was a great bull ride. Yeah, oh, it was on confusion too. Yeah, so that's a uh, so that's yeah. a legit uh,
1: that's a legit score. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. That bull bucked. Who else? Who else would be on your list, Cody? We talked about it a while ago on who would be in your top ten. Maybe what? Who would be your top five across all generations up until up until in today? Canada? Yeah, oh. the best Canadian bull riders ever. The top five. Your top five. Who would you put in there? You
5: know, I mean, like, like I'd say, you know, me and Daryl, and then. I looked at, you know, guys, my biggest is, is making the NFR and how many, like, that's a, making the NFR is a, a feat in itself. And there's some guys that you know who they are that have that tried, went a whole year, and stayed healthy and couldn't make it the NFR. Guys who've won the Canadian Championship several times. And, like, Dale, Dale in his day was as sticky as anybody walked. I mean, that guy never hit the ground. He made the finals four times you know, Dan Lowry, you, you think of him. So he made an 83 and then I think he came back in like 1992 or something and made it again, like 10 years later. Um, you know, that, that's huge to make the NFR more than once, you know, he made it a couple of times and, um, you know, that, that's a big deal. I mean, and that, that's what I look at is, is, is Don was one of them. Like Don made the NFR plus he won the Canadian. I mean, it, Making the NFRs—that's a, in my books, that's a big deal. And you look at how how long it was in there between when when Jordan Hans made it a couple years ago. It was like ten years since somebody made it. Like it,
1: it sixteen. It's, a, it's hard. Sixteen years, oh one to seventeen. It was sixteen years in between. I think like that.
5: Sixteen years, yeah. I mean that that speaks in itself. I mean we we can sit and go around and around about a lot of things, but like the the CFR is. Never been really that hard to make. I mean, it you know it it was what it was. But you know the NFR to get on the trail and go, and especially in the day when you know you you had to get on the road and go, and and you had to stay on a lot. And you had to win a lot of money, and 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 you had to be very consistent. That 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 still never changed. Now, I mean, Jordan Hansen is as consistent as anybody we've got up here, or probably the best right now, in my opinion. And that guy goes and he goes hard and he wins when he needs to, and he. He's 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 qualifying for the NFR and that, that's that's a big feat.
2: Well, and what and- what Cody, what you're talking about too is like, and and this is where we were talking where at at a, at some point, like probably in the late 90s, uh, it became just as prestigious to make the the PBR World Finals as the NFR. But before the PBR existed, uh, qualifying for the NFR four times back then is so much different than either of those right now. That's basically right now is you're getting a top 15 in the world against the very best guys in the world. So even if nowadays we just uh, put that into the the prism of the PBR World Finals. Um, to get four top 15s for a Canadian to do that, well, we've never seen that before, right? Like that's incredibly hard to do. We've hardly ever seen that. I think Aaron Roy might be the only Canadian recently that's had a top 15 in the PBR. Tanner. Tanner Burner He finished eighth yep. in 2015. Yeah, so that's but, incredible. So when these guys are doing that more than once, once or more than once, like uh, that's uh you know, that's kind of a, that's one of that's kind of a feat that we didn't really discuss in this. Well, and, and, yeah, uh, you,
5: you know, and that, and that's the thing, it, it, it's hard guys to, to put that into context because all we are really looking at is the NFR, but you know, guys, make, like you said, making the PBR finals, but the PBR finals I mean, was 35, 40 guys. I mean, it's, it, it's not real hard. Um, but when you're going there in the top five or 10 or 15, like I think Aaron, I'm not sure how I many, you know, he's, that, I, there's another dude that's that's really sticky yeah.
0: and eight, eight you know
5: words. i mean I, you, you put 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 that into context of, of of where they end up at the end of the year and, and before the end of the finals and everything i mean there, there there's a lot of there's a lot of merit in that as well
1: one uh, one person i forgot to mention that i i have number 3 on this list that i wrote a while ago but it was leo brown he was the other guy between you dale and leo are the only ones that have qualified for the NFR four times. He also won the average at the NFR and he was a five-time Canadian champion. So I have, I have him number three and Calgary Stampede champion. Anyone, the Calgary stampede Don says so. Well,
5: yeah, Don, on. and don't forget about, 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 our hero, Johnny Dodds. I mean,
1: I got him right on know, my Don,
5: list. I got I mean, him like right. He, at he th- was, he was regarded as, yeah. I mean, them guys in the U S were plumb scared of Don John Dodds when he showed up. I mean, that guy, yeah. he, he, I, and I, See, I never, I, I only ever seen Lee, Leo get on one bull at an old-timers row. I've seen John get on quite a few, and John John could ride even at the end of his career. And he's another guy that I look at that was that was right up there.
3: Yeah, and I, I had him right on my list, too, Cody. Yeah, he was up there. Well, well, and he, and uh, just a quick question. Uh, you, you'd sort of remember back in there between John Dodds, Jordy Thompson, and Glenn, Glenn Keeley, you those are the guys that could spur bulls. That's my top three for spurring bowls.
5: To spur bulls, yeah, and you know that, like, yeah, and, and John, John, and Jordy. I mean, they bent them great big Kelly spurs when they spurred them so hard they'd make them stop. You know, what I mean, guys, <laughs> them guys there them They could, they could really spur. And Glenn Keeley was, I don't know, Glenn down. He didn't spur as hard, but he probably was a little bit wilder. He's probably maybe a little more wilder than Jordy even, and that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah,
2: hey. I guess this is a question for both of you guys, because I've heard, I've heard this, uh, I never saw John Dodd's ride, but I've heard uh, so many uh, older bull riders talk about him, uh, like Cody just mentioned him as, uh, as our hero. What was it about that guy that was so influential with you guys? He, he was
3: a guy that just was so cool. When he showed up, you know, he always wore an night or down sprung vest and just roll in, get on a bull just like any time, and, and he would ride him. Yeah. And, and actually John Dodds was my hero when I was started in bull riding. He was my hero.
2: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We've, we've always heard about him. Hey, but it's like, yeah. it's tough to, uh, kind of the legend of, the, yeah, of these yeah. guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple more guys I want to talk about with you. Cody is, uh, is Rob Bell and Robert Bowers. I have, I have them both on this top 10 list as well.
5: You're probably right there. And, uh, in my opinion, Robert Bowers might be the toughest guy I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that there's a guy that you talked about get absolute everything knocked out of him, and a lot, and get stepped on, and step on his head, and step all over him, and he had no backup. He would he would get on. He got on hurt. I mean, he got on. I think at the NFR he got on with his right hand. I mean, it broke he broke his hand and got on. I think he got the whistle on one or two of them. I mean, he was tough.
1: And then Rob Bell, I, like on this list of mine, on, based on, on accomplishments, titles, qualifications, I've got Rob Bell right up there at number four. And that might be a different number based on the PBR finals in the early 2000s. But, but I mean, still has two NFR titles, three Canadian titles. Maybe we need to talk more about, about this system on, on, the, on the numbers. So what I've got here, Cody, is to win a world title, I had it at 100 points. Winning the NFR average or a season leader title, I've got it at 40 points. Qualifying for the NFR, I've got it at 20 points. PBR World Finals are 10 points, and a Canadian title is 10 points. Probably got to tweak that a little bit, but I think it's got to be pretty close, though, is it not? That yeah, wasn't you know, paying attention.
5: I guess that's called analytics, right? I mean, if you really, if you really wanted to study it and, and really tear it apart, I mean, yeah, you're, you're probably right in the ballpark right there.
1: Right in the ballpark. Well, and then and then I mean, because there's a bunch of other pieces you can factor in a little bit, but I don't know how much they're going to factor in. Like your your stat about uh, about eighteen ninety point rides. That's incredible, but I wouldn't even know how to track that with the stats we have. It would be almost impossible. I've to I've got find twenty. It. Yeah,
5: I I don't know. I just you know you you. It, I do. It's, just, it's just all <laughs> stuff that that you know I've talked to guys about over the years. You know what I mean? We've you know you you you're sitting around and, and talking about bull riding and talking about rodeoing and stuff. And somebody will say, how many 90 point rides were you? And it, it's a bunch, And it, but that, what does it mean? I mean, I, I don't know. It's it, at the end of the day, I guess you, you probably where, where your, where your analytics would get to is exactly what you said. It's, 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 it's making it to the NFR, making it to the CFR and winning titles when you got there. And, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's debates of, you know, uh, how many guys look at, look at, you know, look at Danny Flynn. I mean, how great that Danny rode, but he, you know, he lost to Donnie by under 200 bucks twice. Well, I don't know how you rate that. I mean, sure. I, I know he didn't go to near as many rodeos and he didn't, but Donnie had that extra it that it took to win it. And I guess how, how do you, I mean, I have seen Danny ride lots and Danny was and and donny ride and both really sticky dudes but at the end of the day did he win it um no and donny did so yeah you, you know it's hard to it's hard to to not you know titles titles and, and getting it, getting it done when you needed to is, is two different deals
1: we were looking at the looking back at the standings too and and was don donny gay hurt the year that you won is that is that what happened that year or like where was he that year? We did. We looked at the standings, and he he didn't make the NFR that year. I was just curious.
5: It, it, when I won it.
1: Yeah, in '83. Is that right, or am I? Is my, yeah, my stuff he, off. My,
5: I I think he was. I think his groin was all messed up or something, and, and then he went and got in shape or something. But yeah, he was kind of hurt, and
0: I okay,
1: don't,
5: I don't remember if he even got on around in '83 that I can even remember. I yeah. didn't see him much.
1: Well, because we saw that he, he won it in '84, so we just weren't. Yeah, I was we were kind of curious, but ah, uh,
5: yeah, think, he he went and he. He, yeah, there's he, he. He was all there. That guy. He he tried harder than I mean. He them, them gold buckles was everything to him. And yeah, he he had a lot of trying. and he he could ride.
2: Who, who would have been another guy during that time, Cody? Like with you winning in '83, did was it Charles Sampson won in '82, and then I think Ted News in '85, Donnie in '84. Who like out of those guys, who who was kind of the guy other than Donnie Gay that you would have looked at as? as uh like the toughest toughest guy of that era or those few years there
5: you know i i think in my opinion a guy who's really underrated is ted news
0: i
2: mean
5: ted won the world you know he went to the nfr 14 times i mean that's,
0: yeah,
5: well. he i don't know he just he never he just never was kind of looked at as and and wasn't regarded and as I guess at that, I guess everybody kind of looked at Lefevre all the time because he was Californian, whatever. But Ted Noose is Ted News is bad dude. He could he he very very seldom got bucked off. He was he was hard to get on the ground and and stay that consistent for that many years. And and I don't know if he ever did get hurt. I mean he 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 quit because he got too old. You know he never quit because he had to. Ted stayed healthy and you know and that guy would go to. Him. He'd go to 150, to t- he'd go to 200 rodeos a year, every year for, for 10 years. Straight. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, that is crazy. 14, world, or 14, 14 NFRs. NFRs. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I'm, he doesn't even, I think Wacy Cathy has the record, right, with 16?
3: I think Jerome Robinson's got to be right in there, too. Hmm. I think
5: Jerome might have been about 14, too. Like, yeah, you can look I, that up, has, and I think somebody was fifth. I think Wacy might have been 15 or something, but, yeah. I mean, there. you know, it, it, it's right there.
1: Yeah. Um. One more, one other guy we've got on our list here that that I want to talk to you about is is Scott Schiffner. Where where would you put him on this list, or or would you put him on the list? I mean, I uh, he he didn't have the NFR qualifications. He has a couple of PBR World Finals qualifications and three Canadian titles. But where do you rank Scott?
5: You know, it, it, you know how how do you say you know the guy was an absolute stud as well? I mean, he's got all the records. Like his, they'll never break that record for qualifications for the CFR. I mean, you know. It's, but, but I still, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, Scott, you know, Scott's told me right to my face a couple of times. Like he tried, he stayed healthy and tried and went all year and, and didn't make it the NFR. And, you know, that was when the NFR, when it, it meant everything. I mean, it was, you know, that was the top 15 guys, like you said. And so, you know, it's hard to, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, he's definitely a top 10, I would think.
1: Yeah, definitely. We, we agree. We, uh, we're, but but then again, like you said, not making the N.F.R. That's that's kind of a, a red mark on his on his resume as far as being in this top ten list against the guys that made it four times, three times, two times. These guys all all did it. He made the Canadian yep. final seventeen times, but it's it's definitely difficult to to rank everybody as we're finding out. We're an hour in already, and we haven't decided anything.
5: <laughs> yeah, you know that.
1: Another thing we're talking. Sorry, Cody. The, the...
5: Well, but of that, NFR that qualification. I mean, that was that was that was a big deal. And, you know, it, it's so hard. You know, now to when you bring Aaron Roy into the into the the picture. You know, there's a guy. I mean, he rode great. I mean, he would have rode if if the PBR wouldn't have been around. He and he would have rodeoed. He'd have won everything rodeoing. But and he, you know, I mean the guy the guy rode as good as anybody up here for years and years. I mean, it's you're kind of it, it, it's really tough. I mean, it, it's it's all analytics and it's kind of. I don't know. Uh, it, it's really, really hard to, uh, to, to 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 come up with a formula. I would guess that that is that is scientific, or however you want to say it. I mean, it's it's still going to be some some based on opinion. Well,
2: and I, you know, we were we were talking to like there. There might be two different metrics, right? There's a a lifetime accomplishment award, but then also like another conversation I do want to have, and I don't know if tonight's the the right time for it. But is if we're just if today we're, we're taking our, uh, you know, the 10 best guys that can win on any given Sunday and putting them head to head 10 days in a row, who's going to, who's going to come out on top. And that's basically saying who, who could ride the rankest bull. So that's kind of like taking the American equil- or the, the PBR's equivalent of like a Troy Dunn one, one world title in the PBR, but might be like the rankest guy ever. If, if you're talking like somebody who's going to ride 95 pointers on any, any given yeah, Sunday.
5: You're it, it, it's, you're getting into a whole different can of worms now. If you're starting to talk that, you know, you, you got to look at, at Terry Don West. Yeah. Um, tough Hedeman was, you know, I mean, you're, you're Jim Sharp in his day. I mean, there's, I mean, that list is that that's a really but, but, but tough we're,
2: list. But, we're, but the Canadian version of that, right? Like, so, yeah. so, and that's where like an Aaron Roy comes in. Uh, Aaron would be the toughest competitor I ever wrote against. He, he, basically like whooped our ass, uh, for the whole time or our whole careers, all of us, Scott, Tyler, myself, all of us, he was, uh, he'd, he'd have been considered over that course or our, you know, seven or eight good years. He, as much as we maybe wouldn't admit it, he, he, he would have been, you know, in the back of my head, the best guy, toughest guy.
4: Yeah.
5: See, you know, the other thing that, that, you know, that, that was never that we haven't, you know, but getting to the NFR stuff was the travel, and that was that was the travel was, you know, and Don can attest to that. Is you know it was, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy percent of the whole equation was was could you take the travel? Like it was like the, you know, Chris Ledoux song. I mean, it, the the travel was a, a huge part of it, and a lot of guys. That was why Denny never went because he couldn't handle the travel. Well, you know, you know how how do you rate that? That that was such a massive part of it. Now. The travel has been taken out of the equation with the PBR, but you know the NFR guys are still they're they're traveling, they're all over the trail, so that, you know that hasn't changed with those guys.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. I remember Bob Robertson trying to get me to the NFR, and he put me on a plane and flew to some place near Guyman, Oklahoma. Yeah, rented a car, went to Guyman, didn't know a soul. The rodeo rode there jumped on the plane and met Bob somewhere else in some other town. When you were making the NFR, you made the miles and I had to live out of Dallas. I had to live out of Billings. I had to live out of which I lived with Lonnie Wyatt out of, uh, Kansas there for Nebraska.
1: Mostly out of your suitcase. Yeah. 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 You
3: didn't go home and, and well, you know,
5: and the, the two side side of that too, Don is, is there's two spots that are probably the worst to be in rodeo and it's, Either being in like the top two or three because you spend a pile of money trying to win it all, and then if you're in the bottom, the bottom you're trying you're spending all your money trying to get there. And then you know those middle guys they kind of get to just kind of coast along and they get to save it all. So it uh, it was a tough spot a couple of ways with that.
1: Just uh, going back, I found some stats, Cody. And uh, most qualifications ever at the NFR in the bull riding is Wacy, Cathy and Ted Noose with 14. Yeah. Ted Noose had 14 in a row, 82 to 95. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. Donnie Gay is at thirteen, tough Hedeman's twelve. Jerome Robinson's eleven. Oh, he's eleven. Yeah. So yeah. is the Ted Noose of Canada. Schiffner is the Ted News <laughs> of Canada. Yeah. 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 That's wild. Well yeah. thanks uh thanks for doing this, Cody. This was awesome to visit with you and we'll uh we'll update you when we uh I think I'm just gonna have to take the fall and make a decision at some point. So don't hate me if sure. if uh it doesn't turn out how you want it to.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not too too flummoxed about anything. It is what it is. And, you know, I'm just, I just feel fortunate, you know, that a guy had a good career and, and could be in the conversation. And it, you know, it, it was all, it, it was a hell of a life and it was great. And I guess, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and uh, you know, just, just to be in the conversation, I guess, is, is something. And it, it's good. And I appreciate you guys having me on.
1: Yeah, thanks for doing this, Cody. It's a lot of fun. Thanks. You bet. Thanks. All right, we'll talk to you later. That was good. That was interesting.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's got a good point. Yeah. yeah. On the NFRs, he does
1: have a good point there. To, and then, does that bring be... a guy like Jordan Hansen into the conversation? Then, with his yeah. almost, it, it does. It almost does, but he doesn't yeah. have enough points yet based right. on based on the system. He'd have he'd, he'd be at six like yeah.
0: yeah, or even yeah. like
1: a Zane. Like I have Zane at I have Zane at eighty points, but that's not verifying how many outright World Finals qualifications he has. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe you change yeah. the World Finals qualifications based on where they are. Yeah. If you're in the top 15, it counts the same as making the NFR. It counts yeah. as 20 points. If you're in the top well, if you're I, in the top think, 30, maybe it's the five points. Yeah, I don't know. I think 10. it
3: goes the same with PBR. I think, you know, the you got your world champion. You got your NFR average. Yeah. Because even back then, everybody said, you know, like, really, if you won the average at the NFR, that was, to a lot of guys, is... As good as winning the world, really, because you rode against. But
1: but I don't agree yeah, with that because it's only ten bowls. To win the world, you got to yeah, do those ten bowls. bowls and all the all yeah. the season. But then yeah. again, that's part tough of, when you got a guy like yeah. Donnie Gay goes two hundred rodeos. Part,
2: probably yeah. what Donnie's talking about too, and this is where I put stress on the championships. Is and I get what you're talking about with that average title. Is like there are there is a certain amount of guys that can be really good throughout the course of a year when there's not all the pressure and all the spotlight on them. Yeah. When you get to the NFR or to the Canadian finals or to the Calgary Stampede when it's all on, there's some guys that just can't make that can work. Can step and,
3: up to that level. Yeah. They can the win average. the Canadian, can win the NFR. And then and then you got qualifications to the NFR. And that same point system would go with the PBR. You got your PBR champion, yeah. your PBR average champion, and your qualifications through the PBR.
1: And we only have, in Canada, we only have the qualifications. We don't have a world champion. We don't have yeah. a... No, a PBR yeah. World Finals champion. So we have a couple event champions. But, but I your don't, qualifications
3: I don't think you... for the PBR Finals in the top fifteen or whatever, or say twenty or whatever you figure it yeah. out, should be the same as a qualification
1: for the NFR. NFR. But but is mm-hmm. that is that the mm-hmm. case? Because are the best guys all in the PRC or are they in the PBR now? Well, How do you do that? Too? I, I, that think, think, I think I think harder. you can't discredit the top thirty in the PBR because you're getting them the three on the rankest bulls in the world every yeah. week. every weekend, yeah. and you're going. They're still what. How many uh, UTBs are there? There's 20, 25 events? Like they're, they're, those guys get on 100 bulls a year, yeah, too. Yeah, so you're still getting yeah. on the... And it's and probably more, more consistent. I think those guys in the PRC, nothing taken away from them. They're getting on more mediocre bulls throughout the season. Well, a guy can I'd, make the NFR and not be over 85 yeah, points I'd say, today. I'd say, I'd say with the two, exception
2: right? of Sage, the best guys in the world are in the PBR. Yeah. Now, that's not saying... like it's it. Uh, there's some nuance there. It's not saying like any of the guys in the PRC couldn't be over there, but, no. you know, it's man, it's tough to... Tough yeah, to, it's, to it's argue a against a, a JB. Yeah, and, uh, so, yeah. so
1: guys like Jess and those guys riding sixty percent against the best bulls against, against the those world. best bowls. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, they're like I seen a stat today. Jess has rode like sixteen of the eighteen top bulls in the world this season. Oh wow! And like and like leme has got twelve ninety point rides just this season. Yeah. This is insane. insane. Yeah, yeah. so. So do we want to even keep working on this list? We're, we've already got an hour worth of show here. Yeah. Like, do you We guys need wanna... to do a part two.
4: You need part to do two. a part two. <laughs> <laughs> really do. Well, I'm going to write the story, fake. though. we got to yeah. we gotta get to the bottom
1: of this. got to get to the bottom of this. Because I think I'm going to write one and like, put it out there, and then we'll get some more feedback. I agree with,
4: we'll, with Daryl at number one. We'll do a
1: draft. So yeah. Wacey and I agree with Daryl. Do you guys think, agree with Daryl or no? I think,
2: the, I think just because uh, that, he has that second Canadian championship uh, and the and the average title, yeah.
3: And, and then he has one the, Lennox NFR. And, and the one year he was ninety or
1: what? What ninety five bucks as a result? Ninety five bucks
3: from winning his first winning world, two world titles. Winning two world titles and, and that he won says the a lot right year. there.
1: Yeah. So so Daryl number one, Cody number two. Do we say Leo Brown number three? Five Canadian titles, four NFRs, and an NFR average. That's tough to dispute as well. Yeah, that's
3: mm-hmm. that's a pretty hard one to beat. He's not a world mm-hmm.
1: champion, but he's he's. He, Almost got as many points as Cody with that NFR average title and the five yeah. Canadian titles. Yeah. So Leo Brown, number three. I've got Rob Bell, number four. He's got three Canadian titles, two World Finals qualifications, and two NFR qualifications. I've got him ahead yeah. of Aaron Roy. This is where it all gets real muddy, though. The top yeah. three are pretty the, the easy. Mid- Aaron, the middle has, would be the tough part. Aaron has eight World Finals qualifications. Eight outright right? World Finals qualifications, three PBR Canada titles. So I have him in at 110 points. Actually, I actually have not tied. We can say they tied. Rob Bell at one ten because he has three Canadian titles, two World Finals qualifications, and two NFR qualifications. Yeah. So based on those points, technically they're even. Which and it's kind of I, I just close. hate ties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hate so. ties. What's the What's the point ties. allocation for a PBR Canada Championship? Ten points. It's the same as a Canadian as a Pro skate, Rodeo okay, title. Okay, okay. Okay. I have them ranked the same. I think. Yeah, that's, no, that's fair. Closest yeah, you no, can that's... do twenty points to make the NFR and and ten points to make the PBR World Finals. So I'm actually. It's actually less. I put it as less, which Aaron, you could actually probably bump him up because he had four. There was four years in a row where he qualified for the PBR world finals in the short round four years in, in a top, row. Like yeah,
2: top 15 and he top finished three. top so 15. That's like a top 15. That's like, like, that's our like guys that the NFR. The NFR. Yeah, so you
1: yeah. could, so tie breaking the tie. We've got Aaron based on those, those top finishes. And I mean, but then again, Rob Bell has at least one, maybe three. No, I think, I think maybe just one. He won one uh, like Built Ford Tough Series I mean, event. It was win. a Bud Light Cup at the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's one event. So I think we got to rank, we got to rank Aaron four because he gets plus points on the world finals. Yeah. So Aaron never won, never won an event. Eh? No. no, he never Which, won an event. That's another thing we
2: got to like, eight. and this is maybe where the bottom five we need to re- rethink is like an event win, a Built Ford Tough Series event win has got to be worth something. Like there's only, yeah. what is there? How many Canadians have
1: done it? T- Tanner's, Tanner, won three, Tanners won three. three Dakota's won three. Two or one? Two. I think just one, I think. He's just one, I think. Would yeah. he win? Nampa. Did he won Nampa in like uh, eight, la- yeah. maybe last 17, fall? Or 17. 17. Jo- 17. Justin mm-hmm. Volts won two. He won two. Yeah, but I don't even have Justin on, the, on my top 10 list. I think Ruben Glensey won a couple. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the, all those numbers. But so, so we can agree on the top five, it sounds like. We've got Aaron number uh, four, Rob number five, and then we're going to go. I've got Dale Johansson number six. He's got four NFRs for 80 points. And he's got two Canadian titles for 20. So he's in at 100 points. He's, he's number six. Then I go down to number seven. I've got Wade Joyal. got a PBR finals qualification, a PRCA season leader qualification, and a 97 NFR qualification. So he's got t- 20 or and, f- and one Canadian title? Uh, I think you're right. But I didn't write that part down. Uh, let me just look. He's got at one that. or two. He's, he's, I, he's a Hall he of Famer, too. One. I think just last year he went in the Hall of Fame. Two, 93, 94. So two, yeah, two so that's CFR. A, that's a big one. So he's 90. So he's got 20 points on the NFR. He's got 10 points on the PBR. He's got 40 over there. So he's got 60, 70, 80, 90 with two CPRAs. Yeah. So he's number seven. But also in at 90 points, I have John Dodds. So we have another tie between Wade and John.
3: I was wondering when his name was coming up. <laughs>
1: yeah. So do we, how do we rank those two with three Canadian titles for John? three NFRs, and his seven years in a row, he was the yeah. top seven. They both yeah. have the 90 points. Yeah,
3: And, and you know, you look at these Ford Build Tough events, you know, they're no different than winning Cheyenne. Yeah, they're just... You know, really, yeah, back in yeah. that day, you you won Houston, you know what I mean, or if you won Calgary, you know what I mean, like, those are basically it's based one, on the same, really. It's one event you know, compared
1: it, to, but it doesn't rank up to the qualifying for those finals we're putting a lot of weight to those finals
3: um, on what on
1: you know like for john making the nfr three times like that's where the yeah. majority of the points come from yeah. i can't really i could put a put a point number on one title but how do i how do i put a point total on i could put a point total yeah, on calgary no. maybe it, it's tough to factor those in much really
2: yeah. i guess Don, well donnie's seen both of them yeah he's the only guy we should let Donnie should make the yep. call. He's Ty- Ty- the tiebreaker.
0: Well,
2: uh, <laughs> I'll make Ty- a call between Aaron and Rob if you
1: guys want. <laughs> we already decided on Aaron over Rob. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: You got John in there.
1: And, I've and got John and Wade at both yeah. at basically tied for seven, so we got to break the tie. Tied for seventh? Yep. Thanks.
3: I, I, I'd probably, geez, Wade, Wade made, uh, he made. He made all
1: worked. three. He made the PBR finals as well. And he was the season leader. That might be the kicker. There is that he won the season leader in the PRCA. Yeah,
3: be close, Sam and John Dodge.
1: Yeah. How do we do? We break the tie or no? We don't have to.
3: I think that's for round two because that's for, for round two. I tell go, you, you what, you I, have to break the tie I, tonight. You know what?
1: I, it's happening. It, it's happening. It's happening. You can't be too nice, Don. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, jeez, I'll tell you, it's. John Dodds is one hell of a bull rider in the NFR, and he rode rank bulls down there. And you know, even Cody yeah. said it. He was. And he he was a bull rider. And nothing against Wade, and he's a hell of a bull rider himself. But. Uh, Sounds well, like John. It, it, it I'd have to say John. would Over the years. Over Sounds like John years. over yeah long yeah. period of yeah. time. Yeah. John, yeah, John was, it would be, I'd have to say Kay. John Dodds. So we're going to
1: go John breaks the tie. He's number seven. And we're going to go number eight. With Wade Joyelle, okay. Nine now and ten. Number nine and ten. What are we gonna do here? I've well, got. This,
2: oops, Sorry, no. You go ahead. So well, I, I'm just still. I'm still looking at uh, Donnie's list here, and uh, I mean it's tough to ignore Wolf Gerlitz and get Garstead with five Canadian
1: championships. Well, right? and, and one thing about Wolf is he had three all around titles too. That doesn't really. Comp- yeah, but this is bull
3: riding, though. It's, yeah, it's just then, bull riding. Then you open up a can of worms and you <laughs> start doing that. <laughs> i just throwing but, a curveball at you. But gar- get Garstad. I don't know how many times get Garstead uh, qualified for the NFR. Only one time?
2: But it is one.
3: Yeah, it he long. won five Canadians.
1: But, I, but based on my point system, those guys only made 50 points. So 10th yeah. place right now, I have it 80 points. Yeah. So as even though they won five Canadian yeah. titles, I can't. I don't no, even have more No, I list. agree. I, no, you guys, I totally You, have to agree. Point you can't, yeah, yeah, I can't. I, if we, we can't
2: go away from that, unless we're going to change the point so system. The, no. the points, but uh, so go back to the point system. So those ten are like, points for a Canadian title. Okay, but so no points for Canadian qualification.
1: P- points start with Canadian title, basically, and that's then, the lowest grade. Yeah, although I have Schiffner in based on his CFRs, I gave him points on the CFRs at one point too. But, well, we can't. give can't. We yeah, can't do that then. Yeah, you have to. give CFR qualifications points. Or and Shift
2: we got to find out what Schiffner the qualification. I guess we haven't uh, allocated any points for PBR uh, World Finals. They're in here to get him to
1: eighty points.
2: We got to. We got to figure out if he made it or if it was through the. Cause, so the Canadian. Uh, this doesn't now. exist anymore, but they used to invite the top two Canadians to the World Finals. which wasn't really a qualification if they they got to ride the first two rounds. Yeah. Uh, if they, didn't... I should be able to
1: figure it out on Pro Bowl stat, shouldn't I? Because yeah, if maybe. you had five outs at the World Finals, that would make it. But that the that tough thing is just, like, but it used to be eight. The tough thing, like you say, is yeah, like
2: it's almost it through... like there should be a a special circumstances category because I mean when we're looking at the whole scheme of things, it's tough to ignore that those seventeen. Qualifications. Well, Scott one Calgary twice yeah, too, right?
3: Seventeen so your, qualifications worth. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's worth points. something, right? But, yeah. like that's yeah. worth
1: like a bonus points of some sort, yeah. right? That's that's yeah. how I factored in. Like yeah. it had to be worth something. It's, yeah. Uh, do, you have, been, do you have do e titles on your points list? I don't. In but that, he has two of those in, as well. In that
2: case, though, like if we're making special categories, and I'm just trying to be objective here because, well, yeah, Scott, Scott is our friend as well, right? We're mm-hmm. journalists. Um, there almost should be one for Cody as well in that if we're using that same metric with his 95 point ride yeah. uh, being a record, right? Like it's guys that ride, we know how hard it is to be 90. Um, and you saw that ride like that. Just saying like that uh, capability to make uh, like one of the the top rides in
1: history is it's still is probably, hold to this day with yeah. like with how ranked the bulls are and how good the riders are. Like there's yeah. like for it to still hold up this, this day is pretty amazing. I've that, got, uh, Twenty fourteen for Schiffner, he was a representative. He got on two bowls at the World Finals. So that would be but I mean I still only have the world finals at ten points. So that might be maybe the bottom end is ten points. Maybe I wouldn't count that if it's
2: if it's a qualification. She would have to be in the top thirty or thirty
1: five. So that for it to be a qualification. That docks him down to seventy points then on this on my system here. So we're getting pretty far along here and getting we're diving pretty deep. Get bonus but, bonus minutes on the Epi. For so probably. yeah, we're 50th at episode bonus big minutes. <laughs> so we got and then, but I've got Robert Bowers at 80, 80 legit points here, based on the ninety nine PBR World Finals, three NFrs, um, and making all three in one year. Is another special note, and he's a Canadian champion as well. So you've got uh, ten points on the PBR Finals, sixty points on the NFrs, and ten points for the Canadian Championship. So he's got eighty points. So he technically should be nine. Based on he's the legitimate points. Yeah. But then if, Robert. if you take off Schiffner, he actually I think he actually did well, but I mean if we take off a couple of those and he's gonna be down to 60, he's still gonna be right there with uh with he's still gonna be tenth. So that's gonna end up being he's still gonna pass Wilf and Gid and have at least at least sixty at least sixty points to break the tie. So then Schiffner's tenth. That's where we where we finish it. And that's without CFR bonus points. Uh, without CFR points, right? How, that's so what are the 40, points Because
2: his would be oh, the same as a bunch of ours. 2010.
1: Yeah. Cause, so he's got two Canadian titles for 20 points. He's got one PBR or PBR Canada title for 10 points, so that gets him to 30. And then he's got thir- uh, three, say, three World Finals, gets him to 60. If they're all three, if they all count. But i got to go back further to figure Let's that out. Let's check that. Las yeah. Vegas.
2: If they don't count, I've got one World Finals, then... Three Canadians, so I might take Scott. That's but <laughs> you, you've got four in.
1: Chad's ten. You've got forty and a Calgary Stampede. Where, but he, you don't get past fifty to get past Wolf and Giddo. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's points for uh, Calgary Stampede. Was there? We
1: don't have any no. any no. Calgary Stampede points. Yeah, two thousand and eight. I've got Schiffner going to three rounds at the World Finals. So that must mean, do we? Does that mean he qualified and then got hurt? What do oh, oh, it would have been when it was still when I was still eight bulls, wasn't it? So yeah. did he just go to the first weekend? Then is that Pro- Canadian probably, probably? Yeah, got to be another invite. Yeah. So that's another doc on him. So he's down to fifty as well. It's Uh-oh. probably
2: going to be like we we're talking about. It's probably going to be Wolf and Gid, which is tough to. Which is you when, just you, when taught, you're you just tie both five together. Five Canadian titles it's like, geez, that's more than double what anybody a bunch of uh, yeah. these other guys yeah. did, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And then you've they, got they, uh,
3: and you know no disrespect for either one of them. They're great um, bull riders. But then again, back then, too, they probably only had 14 bull riders all year.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, there wasn't as many. Yeah, there wasn't as many. Oh, so is it, as, is it as much as much?
3: And, you know, I've seen pitchers and stuff like Harry have They've had, again, same story. They, you know, they had some ranked bulls, but just not yeah. as many of them. You know what I mean? Well, two or three or.
2: And the same, uh, yeah, and I, I know what you mean by that, but at the at the same token, like, Every generation, we just get that much more exposure, that much more help. Yeah. There's that many more, you know, older guys that are helping the younger generation come up. Where when I look at those guys too, and I think about this quite often, I wonder, you know, what, how much help did they actually have getting, getting into that sport? It's probably incredible you what know they what?
3: did. There, there wasn't a lot of technique to it. I, I went to Rocky Rockabar School and what he taught us was when the whistle goes just look up and let go.
0: Whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa. And that's
3: exactly what he told us, yeah. you know? like <laughs> just uh, take the wheel approach. So, uh, you know, back then the, the techniques were different and, and those guys were 10 times probably tougher than any of yeah. us all put together. I'll guarantee <laughs> yeah. you that. But uh, but there was, the techniques have changed in the last 30, 35 years where those guys, it was... Hard school. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if Wilf and Gid jumped on a bull without a handhold in their rope. Holy. Yeah. You know, Yeah. Well. so I wouldn't be surprised if they
1: did. So I've got, uh, I've also got Dan Lowry in at 50 points though, because he's got two NFRs and a Canadian title. So he's, he would be grouped in with Wilf and Gid on at, at 50 points. And
2: that's um, another guy, Cody mentioned too, yeah. about being yeah. a ranked bull rider, Hey. Yeah, so, and
3: he, he he was over, I'd like to know, when Dan retired, like when he won his Canadian, actually when I won my Canadian, I had to ride my bull, and he had to ride his, and, and he, we both rode, but I'd beat him. And 10 huh. years later, Dan won his first Canadian champion.
2: No wow. way. We had it. yeah. So how old, how old was he, or were you guys at that, how old were you when you won? I was his?
3: 26, I believe I was. Well, 10 years, so and, he was third and he we were both fighting for it. If I bucked off and he rode and he was second last out, and he rode, I think uh, he rode a rank when of Franklin's was 90 points or 91, and I rode boggy Creek for 88. Wow and I won it because I rode, but uh and then 10 years later, he finally won his first Canadian.
2: And that just goes to show how hard that actually is yeah. with us knowing how great Dan was. Yeah.
1: Lose it at that time and then 10 years. It took Come him, him 10 years, years. Well, well, even to win his that that can
3: first Canadian.
1: Even Cody mentioned it too. Dan made his first NFR in 83 and then again in 92. Like there's a nine-year nine-year yeah, gap between those as well. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, in that, going back to this, we've got Schiffner in at, uh, I've got him at 40 points now. Another guy with 40 points is Tanner Burns. So those guys are just outside. Tanner's got three World Finals qualifications, finished eight, number eight in the world, the highest finish by a Canadian. Ever, yeah. He's got 40 points. Dan Lowry's got 40 points. Um, it's kind of tough to finish to round out the number 10. Yeah. Well, but I mean, we can tie... Well, we we can, what, use, what, use, wouldn't Dakota you, you would be higher a, than that
4: then? Nathanae Dakota, would be
1: at, uh, we, Dakota would be at 60 after this year. Yeah. yeah. By the time this episode's almost out, he'll be at, yeah. he'll be at 60 points. That yeah. would break the tie, and he would pass Schiffner. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that uh, that he would be our number 10 guy based on... Yeah. Already number ten. That's system. crazy yeah. to like, think. Like about. He's qualified already for the world finals. He's twenty so fifth in the world right he now. He should make it. It's yeah, yeah. Maybe that's our tiebreaker. We. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to think though to pass I, those guys with with five Canadian titles. Yeah, but like you said, they well, only had fourteen guys going at the time. Yeah. Dang. Yeah.
2: I, so, I I I never saw those guys, but as far yeah. as the guys we're talking about right now that are in this conversation or guys within our era. Yeah, Dakota's man. Dakota's one of the best. Like if oh, I, yeah. I was talking about how Aaron Roy whooped our ass for all those years, Dakota was like the next guy to come along to to do that. Right, yeah. and Tannerburn is is right there too. Tanner's I guess Tanner's career was just yeah. uh, much yeah, a little much bit shorter. shorter yeah. yeah,
1: but I mean, really not because Dakota's uh, would be. The same age as Santa earth here, yeah we're all the yeah, same yeah. age so yeah. so maybe i guess and, and this... then
3: and then going back you know with Scott like with the, with that many trips to the CFR like i mean a lot of guys try to even make it once or twice you know and i know i went down the road and to make it 9 years was you know it was it was it was tough and i missed yeah. it one year i didn't even you know i mean i had to go back on the rigs and regroup and come back, <laughs> Dang. you know what I mean? It, but
1: I mean, I guess to break that tie, though, if we're talking between Scott and Dakota, yeah. Dakota's made the World Finals outright in the top 35 four yeah. different times. Yeah. He's got those two Canadian titles. You might not have won Calgary. You might not yeah. have 17 CFRs, yeah. but he's rolled against the best yeah. in the world and made those four World yeah. Finals. He's a season leader, too, I'm, in the CPRA. I mean, yeah, and that wasn't I, even something I took into I'd account. I'd have
2: to put Dakota up there, too. I think, I think too, with, with that accomplishment of Scott's is like, it's tough to categorize that on where yeah. on where it fits, right? But it's it's definitely worth uh, recognition. Something. I think definitely, yeah. well, Scott's going to be a Hall of Famer for if sure. If we're
1: talking just in Canada, you could say Scott's been the best bowler ever in Canada, oh, Martin, in you know. Canada right? Like in, if we're just talking within, yeah, within, within the Canadian borders. borders, he's he's the best. Yeah. He's won the most money. You know, another thing about Aaron Roy he won a million dollars. Like it, you, you could change the numbers on different things. He won a million dollars just in the PBR. Shifters won a million in his career. And the numbers are different. You could compare back yep. to... To your time and Dale's time and yeah. Cody's time, Daryl's time, like those guys won a lot of money in their career too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, that's a changing. That's something we can't really no really count into to it, but, that, yeah. but I think I think that's what we end up at. Dakota Butter is number ten based on uh, this, point this fourth world this this point system. That's actually what happens. So we gotta we gotta we next gotta, time we should just
2: debate who our favorite. We didn't top call 10. Scott tonight. <laughs>
1: we didn't. No, we didn't call Scott. I, he yeah. never texted me back though, or he didn't, or maybe I missed it. I don't know but he's going to be it, he might the, be not, we got to get Scott in the room for the next time so we can plead his might, case like Cody did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might not be that, um, that impressed that we didn't put him on the list. Him be, and Cody would be actually... That would be a good great. debate. Uh Kate, okay, do you want do you want to call Daryl back and congratulate him now we've we've set we've uh, agreed? He's number 1. I, he don't a, I don't he want to be disappointed <laughs> again. I'm connected to Wi-Fi calling now so we should I think does we should he, get do a, a try. Does he get a prize. I don't. I don't yeah, have send to send him think. a T-shirt for. We should send him ten percent <laughs> off. <It's,
2: laughs> yeah. Send him an invoice with it.
1: Okay, I'm calling Daryl one more time. Here. Send a care on delivery. <laughs> COD. Oh, didn't yeah. want to talk. Call ended. Maybe that was me. Yeah, you think that was you? Maybe. I don't know. I guess we better just. Either way. Well, You can listen to the episode. That'll be good. congratulations, right? Yeah. I'm going to try one more
4: time here. Please leave a message. I'll call All you right. back. Actually, Let's leave a message. To leave a callback number, press five.
1: <laughs> hey, Daryl. It's uh, Ted Wasey. Oh, he's, he's answering now. thought we are going to leave a message. <laughs> hey, Daryl.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay, we got you one more time. How's this?
4: Can you hear me better this time?
1: Yeah, you're clear so far. This is, a, this is a looking promising.
4: Well, that's better.
1: Yeah, much better. Okay, so we've decided that you're number one. You're the greatest ever you're the greatest boy ever from Canada. Congratulations.
4: Well, that's that's quite an honor. I'm very, very uh excited.
1: We uh Chad's Chad's laughing right now. What's I don't get what's funny. No, I'm just just kidding. the way I said, yeah, the way you presented it, it was pretty <laughs> honest, like I come back. I like, hey, so you're the best ever. Congrats, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to do it any different. That's just what that's what we decided though, so
4: What's that? I couldn't understand what you said there. Sorry.
1: Oh, our apologies. I, we were just saying that that uh, we want to congratulate you on on the title that we've just decided. So, Ted will send you a buckle. I don't know about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. His budget. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But thanks for uh, thanks for answering the call here, though, Daryl. It sounds like we might not have great service again. Yeah. No,
4: I'm. Well, it's pretty interesting. I'm. I'm glad you guys have. Done all that. It's it's interesting to hear, and I never got to know a lot of them in Canada I met them later. Donnie was one. Lots of them. I was never up as a kid, so I didn't get that. The only when I was growing up was that old NFR video or something, and that's kind of where I had to idolize myself.
1: Well, and you were saying too. We were we kind of got broken up last time, but you were. You were saying uh, that you actually retired, you know, you were 24 years old and, and that was your last bull ride was, was after that. And you had, to, you had to extend it a year because the year before you, you lost the title by 95 bucks to Ty Murray.
4: Yes, and I, I was on a schedule. I mean, not a, I did never plan my life, but I, by my grandfather's, there was only so many run it without me have that opportunity. I always had that I I traveled with guys like said he was gonna ride bulls till he couldn't ride bulls anymore. Just the way it was. Yeah. And I was I was only in this hard to see how far that was it.
1: Okay. Well I guess that's what uh that's what Don told us too is about, about the ranch and that's what uh that was a big part of the decision. Yeah.
4: You know, you've got so much at risk and so much on the line and you got to determine how willing you are to go that far and for how long. And it's not a matter of if it's, you know, it's when and how bad, you know? So I was happy to do everything I wanted to do and walk away. And yes, that 10th round at the NFR in 94, that's the last bowler I ever got on. That's wild.
1: It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thanks for doing this, Daryl, Daryl though, and congrats and, uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll put the story out and the podcast out here in the next little while. So congrats and, uh, and, and thank you.
4: Yeah, thank you very much, guys.
1: Awesome. Bye,
3: Daryl.
4: That's man, he, he's
2: so well-spoken. I, yeah. uh, we got to get him on a clear line at some point yeah. to yeah. hear yeah, some stories. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah definitely. We'll, do that. we'll save that for another one, though. We've got... I,
3: I, and I almost think it's interesting hearing these stories. You know, like uh, Cody made some good points today. And, you know, if we could have listened to Daryl a little bit and maybe <laughs> in Colin Scott or calling a few of these guys that yeah. are available now, yeah. I think that would be well, I think- great to hear their story, you know, because there's, there's more to it than oh, yeah. that we think, you know, yeah. and, and uh, so uh, how these guys, how tough it was to do things, so uh, I think it's great
1: if we can get some more of them on the line. We'll keep working on it. I'm sure we'll raise a bunch of shit when I publish a story <laughs> about all of us deciding that these are the top ten, because everyone's going to disagree. Ted and drives what we uh, say a red ramp truck. Is the only <laughs> plate. Pardon? What we say is the only thing that matters. <laughs> That's cowboy, That's shit. cowboy <laughs> shit. We should have got, we, we well, have to get Dale's. always right. <laughs> well, it's four of us. It's not like it was just me deciding it either. So, like, whoa, 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 not my show. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> <I'm> just, <We're laughs> just Ted, you just just look
0: at going me. You told me to not them.
1: say yes. And, yeah, have yeah. thought of yeah. that before you said yes. Yeah. to Coming on the show, yeah. that's true. Going down as a collective, that's true. right. Chad, we're just here. We're influencers we're just agreeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, should we? How should we wrap this up, Wacy? This is our fiftieth show. We've asked all of our guests what their definition of cowboy shit is. I think we should ask, ask our two guests. Ask. We'll start with you, Don. What's your definition of cowboy shit?
3: That's great. It's great to hear all these old stories come up and talk about it. And just even for myself today, going through and getting these stats of the Canadian champions and everything, it was neat to see it. And uh, the other thing is, is it brought back a lot of good memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh,
1: it's excellent. Great job, Ted. Oh, thanks. Wait. Thanks, Don. Chad, How'd what's you? your... What's your definition of cowboy shit?
2: Uh, I'd say truth. I uh, <clears throat> My favorite part about this conversation is just us trying to figure out the exact truth on uh, on one certain topic, and uh, I uh, I love dissecting stuff like that. So, well done, guys. Congratulations on your 50th Thanks, show. Chad. That's quite an accomplishment. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, man. Yeah, good job, guys. somehow made it this
1: far. Yeah, we've done all right. I guess it's been a couple of years now. Just say thanks to Brian. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Smith-Build Hats built. down in Inglewood. If you're ever in Calgary, come check him out. We're great. gonna get Brian on a show. We're gonna talk about hats. talk about hats at some point. Hats and stuff. Yeah, we're gonna do hats that. and how bad the service is in this building. <laughs> <laughs> the history of Smith though, they're also turning uh, 100. uh they turned a hundred this year, twenty nineteen. It's pretty old. Former employee, employee Smith Built. Did but, you fire him? Brian's one hundred and forty six. <laughs> star employee. <laughs> what I'm, did he say? He said you're a star employee. Star yeah. em- Oh, that's uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many times did Ted win employee of the month? I <laughs> only worked for one month. <laughs> the last month that I came, yeah, I only got 30 days worth of work. Yeah. It was a very casual. His
3: employment uh, of the month come with his uh, uh, fireman. fireman.
1: <laughs> You're like, I did get fired you have a from here former one time. boss and your new boss in the same room. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird, isn't it? I get, perfor- get some performance reviews I out there. I charge my boss sometimes too at events. So <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of bosses in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well we gotta wrap this up, Wace. Thanks for being a part of the 50 shows. Good work on the uh, Thanks. Good work on the ordering the pizza. <laughs> yeah, good work on the pizza. Grabbing yeah, the it was awesome. A lot of fun. Heck so yeah. I guess we better pick a tune to go out here with, eh, or finish her up or just call her. Black good. Betty again. Uh computer died, it's not gonna fly. <laughs> no music? <laughs> no, what's Daryl, what's Daryl's song? We didn't have one for him. Cody has it. It's on. Black Betty too. It's Black Betty. It is. Same era. As <laughs> the only song on the radio. Computer died. We don't got any music. <laughs> I have to do it through the phone. <laughs> yeah. As when Rocky came out. Oh, it would be Rocky, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. We better wrap it up. Thanks for everybody for coming in today. Thank you, Don, for coming in. Thanks, Chad. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. 50th episode. Here's to another uh, 50. It's a lot. Or however many more. We'll see. We'll see you guys at the CFR, too. This is our last show before the CFR. Got our live show uh, there during the day with the athlete hot stoves. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, Here's to CFR 46 this year, I suppose. See you guys this week. All right, thanks. Bye.